Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 37 of The Communication Coach. I'm Nikki and I hope you're having a great day, whatever you're doing. And here in the UK it's Wednesday and it's the evening and we're just entering the winter so the nights are getting darker but there's been an amazing sunset just where I live which has been beautiful and a real honour to be able to just sit in the garden with the dog and have a look at that sunset. Bright red, I don't think I've ever seen such vibrant colours in a sunset so I thought I'd just share that with you. So we're going to look at the saying, we are what we believe we are. And how this has come about, I was looking through some images of quotes this week. I love a good quote. For those of you that know me, you know that I love a good quote. And this one popped up, we are what we believe we are. And I thought about that and I thought, well, how true is that? And how does that apply to my life? How does that apply to the way that we behave and communicate with each other? And how does that apply to your life? And does it, does it have an impact on you at all? Or do you not believe that saying, we are what we believe we are? So I've been thinking about that for the best part of today and a few other days this week. And just reflecting on how my behavior and my communication come about because I believe what I am. And so I thought we'd break that down. (coughs) What does it actually mean? The only person who really knows what it means is the person that wrote it. So I'm going to come at it from my perspective, my opinion, (laughs) as I always do, and explain just a little bit about what I think it means. Now, for those of you who haven't listened to any of my other podcasts, I'll just give you a little potted history of myself, and hopefully you'll realize why I'm giving you the history. So I was a police officer for 30 years. And I retired in January of 2018. Whilst recording this, it's September, no gosh, it's not September at all, it's October 2018. And I have a completely different line of business now. I have set up three of my own businesses. I bought a premises, a garage premises, converted the car showroom into a coffee shop and a gym. And I'm now working on making that work and learning every day. But when I was a police officer, I used to live into that belief I was a police officer. Now let me just explain that because you're just going to go, well what are you talking about? You're a police officer so of course you would have done. So let me just explain that a little bit more. So when people would say who are you or get you to introduce yourself, I would say hi I'm Nikki and I'm a police officer. And actually by saying that I am defining who I believe I am but I'm not. I'm not just a police officer. There's a lot more to me than the job that I do. So I started reflecting on that by saying, hi, I'm Nikki, I'm a police officer. I'm already defining the sort of person that I am and who I believe I am. So bear with me if that makes no sense. So think about how you introduce yourself to people. Do you tell them what you do for a living? Do you tell them what about your family? What, what do you tell them when you introduce yourself? Do you say... Hi, I'm John, I'm a family man with four children. Because I started thinking about values and beliefs and how that might resonate through our language and the way that we introduce. Now, a way that we used to teach 
negotiators to introduce himself was to say, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm here to help. And actually, when we broke that down and we worked with some language specialists, we found out that that perhaps wasn't the best way to introduce yourself because that's actually all about you and what you want to do. So think about that, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm here to help. And by saying that, you're defining the fact that you're you're there to help, but that you want to help. So that is about what you want to do. So what about other things? So if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, you'll know that I talk about maths and it took me three attempts to get my maths O-level. And so I often describe myself as rubbish with numbers. And hence, here I am now owning three businesses and I switched that round in the space of, so I opened the businesses on the 1st of May and I remember sitting down with the accounts and looking at them and going, I just don't get this. I don't get the numbers. I hate numbers. They're boring. They don't make any sense. Sadly, <laughs> for those of you that hate numbers, I'm beginning to realize how important they are. Perhaps a little naively, I would say, in business, but they're incredibly important. And so much so that I recognize the importance that I now want to be amazing at numbers. And I want to learn about numbers. And I want to see how they work and what they mean. Because if I'm going to grow my businesses and be successful, which I believe I'm going to be, there you go, living into the we are what we believe we are. So if you speak to me, I will tell you that I'm a successful businesswoman because that's what I want to be. And I'm going to believe that and I'm going to live into that. And numbers are incredibly important. And I get that for any of you that have your own businesses. You'll know this. You'll know that you cannot grow anything, grow your business. You can't strategize. You can't have a firm structure without knowing really knowing those numbers and I'm going to go on a course because I've decided that's incredibly important to me. So you see how I've already changed since May of saying I'm not a numbers person, I don't like numbers, so I've actually paid to go on a business course around numbers. So how times have changed. So we are what we believe we are. I'm living now into that. So I hope you're getting to see where I'm coming from on this, but I'm living now into that. And my behavior and my communication has changed without a doubt. Because I'm now defining myself as a businesswoman, because I did say to my partner the other day, I don't know what to say when people ask me what, what I do. Because if I say I'm an ex-cop, all I'm doing is living to what I used to be, an ex-cop. But I feel I'm so much more than that. So running three businesses, four businesses, I feel that I am a businesswoman define the definition of success I'll come back to you on that one but I have my goals I have my plans I have my business strategy around where I want to be certainly this time next year then in five years and then in 10 years time and then I could describe myself as being retired so then I would be retired so what does being retired look like to people most of us feel that it gives us loads of time to do all the things that we really want to do for me I was retired for about three months I really needed a purpose I look at all of my values and beliefs and I recognize that one of my highest values is to be in service. So that's why I've created this new business, to carry on being in service because that's who I believe I am. Somebody who should be helping others, sharing knowledge, changing my little corner of the universe, my little piece of England and generally being in service to others and helping them to have a, a better life, sharing what I've learned over my years. And I'm incredibly grateful for all of those years in the world of policing and negotiation where I learned a lot of skills and now I can transpose that into a different way of living so when I meet people through business everybody has a story and I've known that for years but when you really listen to people you find out that story so 
you are what you believe you are. So if you think you're a rubbish listener, then you'll probably be a rubbish listener, but it's a skill that you can improve. If you think you are rubbish at football, then you will probably be rubbish at football, but it is a skill that you can improve if you want to. I'm not saying everybody wants to because they don't. Not everybody wants to play football. But think about the language you use to talk about yourself. If you continually call yourself useless or you say, I'm a clumsy person, I keep walking into things, you will keep walking into things because you live into the belief of who you are. If you say you are a bad person, that you have no judgment and no morals, then that's the sort of person you will be. And the great thing about this is it's choice. If you think about that, because you are telling yourself about who you want to believe you are, you have choice, which means you can change. And the great thing about changing is you can actually be who on earth you want to be. And that sounds like a bit of a cliche, and I don't mean it to sound like a cliche at all, because you'll have probably heard a lot of people say, you know what, you can be who you want to be. But if that phrase is true, we are what we believe we are, then you honestly can be whoever you want to be. Now, if somebody has said to me this time last year, as I was approaching retirement, and kind of maybe not a bit lost, but probably not realising what that meant. So I found, and I can only speak from my personal experience, but having served as a police officer for 30 years, you become very ingrained in being a police officer. Institutionalised is a word that lots and lots of people use. And yeah, I guess to some point, that's the right word. You know, if you are living and breathing something for 30 years, that's a long time. That's a big part of your life. That's over half of my life whereby I have been in a particular organisation. Now, the great thing about the police is you can do a variety of roles, which is an amazing, amazing thing. And you, I learned a lot. I have definitely learned a lot. You can choose to do whatever you want to. You can choose to stay and be a 24-hour response police officer, or you could go off and specialise. And I was lucky enough to get into the world of negotiation, which was an incredible world and an incredible privilege to share people's stories And when you listen to people's stories, you hear how they believe they are, how they believe they have got to a certain place, how they believe what the future holds for them. And often we feel that the future holds something for us because we can't see any way out. And then often when we've made a decision about something, we will live into that decision. And sometimes that hard part, the part that keeps us awake at night, the part that churns us over is the decision making. And the reason it's so difficult to make a decision or it keeps us awake at night, or it troubles us or plays on our mind, especially in big decision-making, is because it's the fear of what will happen next. The fear of the unknown. You know, if you're thinking about divorcing somebody that you've been with for a long time, it's that whole fear of what happens next. How will I pay the mortgage? Where will I live? What will happen? What will happen with the kids if you have children involved? It's that fear. If you're thinking about giving up your work, maybe you don't feel valued in the role that you're performing at the moment, and you're looking to go into a new role, it's that fear of giving up the known, the known that perhaps you're not happy with, but you're comfortable with, and then moving on to something new. So it's that control and the fear of the future, which we we don't know what will happen, and we have to take steps. We have to take leaps of faith, as some of us would call it, because we can't see what will happen, and then we have to just live into that. So when I bought the business, I would say I wasn't a businesswoman. I never thought I would be a businesswoman. It just hadn't crossed my mind. And here I am now and working, you know, all the time in these businesses and growing and learning. Gosh, every day is a school day. (laughs) I can tell you that. And I've learned so much more, but in in a different world and a different capability. But the one thing that stays the same is people. We are still the same human beings. We still have the same interaction. We still 
need to feel valued and loved and secured and in control. But the good thing is we are what we believe we are. And I believe to be that, tr- that to be true. Now, some of you might be listening to this and thinking, well, actually, I don't believe that to be true. And that's great because it's important that we all have I- our own opinions and we will have our own opinions. But I believe it because I have found in my life that when I say something about myself, then I behave to match the words that I'm saying about myself. And then gradually over time, as I look at how I've changed, that I'm then living into again what I believe that to be true. So, for example, I'm a step-parent of an 11-year-old. I love being a step-parent. I love having um, Meg in my life. It's made me a different person, and I've learned a lot from her. But if you had asked me before I met Meg, so bearing in mind I met her when she was just six and I was 44, 45, you know, I was very wrapped up in me and my world and what I believe to be true, And suddenly, then when you have a child, everything becomes very different and you can't be that selfish, insular person that you perhaps wanted to be. And you realise that the world doesn't revolve around you, or certainly in my case, (laughs) I found the world didn't revolve around me. And I've learned a lot, but that was my choice. That was my choice to become a step-parent. And as I started to then call myself a parent, in inverted comments, or a carer, whatever you want to describe yourself as, it doesn't really matter. And the important thing was that this small person was teaching me as much as I was teaching them and that we were growing in a relationship together. Because believe you me, when you become a step-parent or a foster parent or an adoptive parent, when you get the child from a different age group, it doesn't just naturally happen that they are going to love you and care for you or trust you. And the big word is trust there. You have to build that relationship like you do with any other person. And that's an incredible, interesting journey as well in itself is building that relationship. So then when I thought, well, actually, I'm not a very good parent. I don't want to be a parent. I'm not really sure what to do. And then as I got used to being a parent, things become more natural. And you don't start to worry about it so much. And you have this relationship with somebody else. And you're learning constantly. And so my behavior and my communication changes. So because I'm now living into a different role, I'm now living into I'm not early 40s, single, drifting a little bit not sure what I'm going to do, to family unit, loving and caring for two extra people in my life and changing my perspective. So that's just another example there of a normal sort of everyday event that that changes who we believe we are to start with. So I never thought I would be a parent. I didn't actually think I'd be a particularly good parent because I used to say I'm too selfish to be a parent and yet I found when I became a parent, I, I wasn't too selfish to be a parent. So there again, there's two different contrasts around telling yourself what you believe to be true. And remember, we come at everything from our own perspective. So it is all about our own personal belief. And you'll listen to this and some of you won't believe it because you'll have your own personal beliefs about things. Perhaps you believe that you are born into something. Perhaps you believe that you will remain in a role that you're performing at the moment all the time because you can't see a way out. And yet, if you could change the way you felt, and listening to this podcast will probably create a little bit more awareness for you, and I hope it does, in that you can choose to be the sort of person that you want to be. And probably the younger generation, if you're listening to this, people will say, and, and they will say this, they will say, you can't do that. You can't do that. This is what you need to do. And that's not necessarily true. Because if you believe you can do it, then you'll do it. 
Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Just a little bit different, but I think it's really important to think about who we are, uh, what we say to ourselves, and what we live into, what we become because of the words that we say to ourselves. Have a great week, and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.